From the concert halls to the juke joints, from churches to festivals in the fields, welcome to another episode of Bill Street Caravan, celebrating the sounds of Memphis and the Mississippi Delta for more than 20 years. Heard around the globe on NPR Worldwide, major funding for Beale Street Caravan is provided by the Memphis Convention and Visitors Bureau and the AutoZone Corporation. Hi, I'm your host, Kevin Cubbins. This week on Beale Street Caravan, we have an exciting set from the Southern Troubadour, Paul Thorne. Later in the program, Paul will be sitting down and catching up with my co-host, Pat Mitchell. Also with us is Beale Street Caravan contributor, Dr. Barbara Ching. She'll be joining us to explore the relationship between blues and country music. That's all coming up right now on Beale Street Caravan. Hey, everybody. It's me all by myself, this program. Where's Pat, you might ask? Pat is snowed in somewhere between Iceland and Memphis, Tennessee. Last we heard, she was possibly going to be able to catch a flight to Canada, then hopefully find her way back home from there. And no, I'm not kidding about any of this. You want to see the evidence? Follow Pat's official page on Facebook. You can find it at Pat Mitchell on Music Culture. In fact, we're going to share a great picture that we saw her post earlier this week while she was in Iceland. It's a picture of Pat in full Viking garb. You really want to see this picture. So head over to our Facebook page and our Instagram page. You won't believe your eyes. So on to today's program. We have a local favorite with us. It's the one and only Paul Thorne. Once upon a time, Paul's claim to fame was being the Mid-South middleweight boxing champ here in Memphis, Tennessee. His boxing skills took him to the highest levels of the sport, culminating in a nationally televised bout against world champ Roberto Duran. But as we all now know, Paul Thorne was destined for an altogether different path, a kinder, gentler path. His musical side took hold in the late 90s and Paul never looked back. The world soon found out that Paul Thorne version 2.0 was a great singer and a very talented showman. You could also add comedian to the list too if you wanted. But now with seven albums under his belt, it's clear that his wit, insight, and he has this incredible ability to distill the Southern way of life into song. And that may have been his greatest talent all along. Be sure to stay tuned after the break today. Pat sits down with Paul backstage before the program and it's a great interview. Here's Paul Thorne, live on Beale Street Caravan.
Here's more from Paul Thorne, live on Beale Street Caravan. Now 
That was Paul Thorne, live on Beale Street Caravan. We'll be right back with more music, but first we'll turn it over to Beale Street Caravan contributor, Dr. Barbara Ching. It's time now for our feature host, Barbara Ching. A writer and academic, Barbara Ching researches cultural studies at the University of Memphis. She's particularly interested in the distinctions between high and low culture. Each week, she's been telling us about the relationship between blues and country music. It's time for this week's segment. Everybody knows about Charlie Pride's 20 years as a country star in the mid-60s through the mid-80s. And most people know about Ray Charles' 1962 album, Modern Sounds in Country and Western Music. But there are also country singers who write and sing about the connection between country music and the blues. In 1957, Johnny Cash recorded The Home of the Blues. That could be the direction from Sun Studio to Beale Street. Stoney Edwards, a country singer popular in the 1970s, deliberately chose songs about the kinship between country and the blues. Born in 1937 in Oklahoma, Edwards said that he was of mixed African American, Native American, and Irish ancestry. His Jimmy Rogers Blues strings together Rogers song titles to pay tribute to the blue yodeler, and his Hank and Lefty Raise My Country Soul written by top Nashville songwriting team A.L. Owens and Dallas Frazier, showcases the way Edwards' voice could echo Hank Williams and Lefty Frizzell. Blues journalist Pete Goralnik says he almost drove off the road the first time he heard Edwards sing Blackbird, a song written by Edwards' producer Chip Taylor. On a small tobacco farm in Carolina. Papa's little blackbird was just turning six. <laughs> so he borrowed some strings from old Robert Johnson and made my first guitar out of orange crates and sticks. And he said it won't be long, son, till I rise him up in my bowl. Stoney sounds like Merle Haggard when he sings about getting those strings from Robert Johnson, and in interviews, he said that Merle Haggard was his favorite singer. In 1990, Haggard himself, who might be most famous for some redneck pride anthems like his 1960s Okie from Muskogee, sang about his hard times as the blues. The old man paid no mind to color Cause he knew that I'd been down and out Old Joe said that I was a soul brother of things I'd been singing about. He liked how I played my old guitar. He sat down beside me to sing. Together we hummed out an old timey blues. Mm -hmm. On the same side of the rain. Where people have nothing to lose I 
the son of a gambler whose luck never came and the white man sang in the blue we both done a heap of hard living and hard to describe in a song but the blues was one thing we both understood and the old man hung right Son of a gambler whose luck never came And the white man sang in the blue Most of the songs I've played today celebrate the common roots of country and the blues, but Mark O'Connor's 1991 album, The New Nashville Cats, featured a song, The Ballad of Sally Ann, that makes the more troubled history of race relations hard to forget. O'Connor is a virtuoso fiddler, and the melody here is a traditional Appalachian fiddle tune. Alice Randall, the first African-American woman to have written a number one country song, Trisha Yearwood's X's and O's, wrote the words that turned this tune into a ballad, taking some inspiration from Billie Holiday's Strange Fruit. Southern trees bear strange fruit Blood on the leaves and blood at the root Black bodies swinging In the southern breeze Strange fruit hanging From the poplar trees In the ballad of Sally Ann, while Mark O'Connor fiddles, John Cohen sings about a lynching that takes place after a black man marries a white woman. Every time I hear this song, the words stay in my head for days. He hung from a tree, she watched him die Who's gonna dance with Sally Ann? Who's gonna touch her trembling hand? When the fiddler takes the stand Who's gonna dance with Sally Ann? Fiddler plays that tune Who's gonna dance with Sally Ann? Who's gonna touch her trembling hand? When the fiddler takes a stand Who's gonna dance with Sally Ann? Sail away, ladies, sail away 
merchant strolls the ground Who's gonna dance with Sally Ann? Who's gonna touch her trembling hand? When the fiddler takes a stand Who's gonna dance with Sally Ann? Who's gonna dance with Sally For Beale Street Caravan, this is Barbara Chang. We want to remind our listeners you can find Bill Street Caravan on all the social media outlets. Look us up and join in on the fun. For more information, or if you want to get involved, go to our website at BillStreetCaravan.com. Shoot us an email or sign up for our monthly newsletter to find out where the caravan is going to be next. And you can also keep up with Bill Street Caravan via our podcast. It's available through iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, and just about anywhere podcasts can be found. Speaking of podcasts, check out our newest production, the Blues Hall of Fame podcast, also available through iTunes, Google Play, and TuneIn. We have to take a quick break for local announcements, but stick around. There's more music to come. You're listening to The Sounds of Memphis on Bill Street Caravan. AutoZone is proud to support Bill Street Caravan and many other arts organizations that strengthen the greater Memphis community. Parts are just part of what we do. AutoZone.com. Bill Street Caravan is also supported by awards from the Memphis Convention and Visitors Bureau, Tennessee Arts Commission, Arts Memphis, and Tennessee Tourism. TennesseeVacation.com. The soundtrack of America was made in Tennessee. We're back. And for those of you just tuning in this week on Bill Street Caravan, we have Paul Thorne with us. The music's always amazing when we have Paul on the program, but for us, on the production side of things at least, the highlight of having Paul on the show is getting to sit down and catch up with him. Right after sound check, before this performance captured at the Levitt Shell in Memphis, Tennessee. Let's listen in and see what Paul had to say. Let's take a break from the music and sit down and have a chat with Paul Thorne. Paul, how are you doing today? I'm fine. How about yourself? I can't complain. Wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. I just want you to know you have this look of mischief in your eyes. Is it always like that? Well, it's the look I got. If it's what it looks like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always baffled when they say, oh, yeah, you know, he used to be a boxer. Yeah, I had my last fight in 1989, but I was a professional boxer. And, you know, I wasn't the best in the world, but I was good enough that um, I was 29 in the world in my weight class. Oh, that's impressive. Yeah, I'm, I'm proud I had a, some time in the boxing ring. It, it's a sport that helped me learn how to face my fears because anytime I ever went in the ring, the dominant emotion I was feeling was fear. And any boxer that's honest will tell you that same thing. Even Duran, even as great as he was, 
He had never seen me. He didn't know if I was going to whoop him or if he's going to whoop me. Uh, but he had the ultimate thing that any champion has to have to be great. He had the ability to relax and think clearly under pressure. Do you use that in your music career? Absolutely. It's, it's the same exact thing. When I go out in front of a crowd, I am relaxed because I grew up the son of a Pentecostal preacher, and so I've been singing in front of congregations since I was three years old. So it doesn't bother me going out and singing and presenting myself when it's music. I, mean, I feel completely comfortable. I, I feel like I'm in my element, you know? What is the relationship between the church and the ability to perform? Well, you know, Elvis Presley was born in Tupelo, my hometown. And when Elvis was a child, he went, just like me, he went to two different kinds of churches. They had the black churches and the white churches. And at, at the black churches, they sang more of a rhythm and blues style of gospel. And at the white churches, they had more of a country western style. And just like Elvis, I actually went to a lot of the exact same churches that Elvis went to growing up. And that's where I learned how to play music. Made me. Mm -hmm. You're really good at being able to write songs and tell stories in a way that removes yourself and, and puts the emphasis on the story itself. Whatever I sing about, I don't like to say, say I this, I that. I like to say, we this, we that, because that makes a connection. You know, I don't have many songs that say I, I, I. Most of my songs is we, 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 because I like to make everybody come together and know that the song I'm singing, it's not just about me, it's about all of us. I have to go back and talk about your record, Too Blessed to Be Stressed. When you wrote and recorded that, did you think of how it was going to be important as time has gone by? I did think that the inspiration for that song was a, a black lady I went to church with. Her name was Sister Johnson. And she was very colorful and she had all these awesome one-liners she would say just in a regular conversation. And, and one of the things she would always say at church when I would say, how are you, Sister Johnson, this morning? She'd go, I'm too blessed to be stressed. And so that was her, that was her catchphrase, you know, and, and she always had a good outlook. And, I, and all those years, her saying that stuck in my head. And, you know, when I got ready to do a, a, an album, I, I just said, you know what, I want to take Sister Johnson's phrase and make a song around it. And I did, and it's, it's, a, it's a positive anthem. And uh, that whole album, Too Blessed to Be Stressed, I intentionally tried to come up with positive anthems. You're doing plenty of live performances. What's the next for you as far as studio goes? I'm very excited that you asked that question. I, after all these years, I, for the first time in my life, I did a gospel album with uh, the Blind Boys of Alabama, oh, wow. the McCrary Sisters, and Bonnie Bishop. Those were the guests on my record, and um, we recorded half of the album here in Memphis at Sam Phillips' mm -hmm. studio, and we, we recorded the other half in Muscle Shows at Fame. Oh, nice. And the educational channel, PBS, got involved and they filmed a documentary on the making of the gospel album and it's going to come out in 2018 as a national broadcasted documentary to go along with the record coming out so it's a it's an opportunity it's great and I've, it's a dream come true because there's a whole lot of things in the documentary that are not necessarily related to the gospel album because 
They, uh, PBS interviewed my mother and father who are still alive. They've been preaching all their lives and, and uh, they came out to my house and it's, it's just an in-depth documentary and it shows us and the blind boys recording and it's, it's gonna be a real nice time capsule. When I'm dead and gone, it'll still be around and maybe somebody will wanna watch it. I'm always curious from artists if you see it as part of your role to have messages, to make statements. Well, not to repeat myself, but when I when I get on stage, the, the vibe I want to give off to everybody is that there is hope for tomorrow. And, and, you know, and we all have trouble in life. It's common. There's not anybody out in that crowd that's not got some kind of problem that they have to deal with. I just encourage everybody to be sympathetic and empathetic to the people around you and and find out what's going on with them and, and tell them your story and, and share with one another and try to help one another. So if someone wants to know more about you to find out your, you know, dates you have coming up, just news in general, where do they go? Uh, well, obviously there's paulthorne.com and I'm on Twitter. Um, it's My Twitter handle is at Pimps Preachers and uh, I'm very active on Facebook, all that stuff. Well, thank you so much for chatting with us. We're going to go back now to more live music at the Levitt Shell with Paul Thorne. Thank you so much.
Here's more from Paul Thorne, live on Beale Street Caravan. Eating fried chicken and mama's cornbread. I got a V8 Forge's cherry. I heard a little voice inside my head.
If you don't mind, I'd like for you to turn the lights up for this uh, last song, because I want everybody to be able to see everybody. All night, y'all can see me, but I can't see you in the back. So that's it. How y'all doing? What a glorious looking bunch of people. I'm going to come down here. I'm going to come down here in the crowd, and I want to be with y'all. Get on your knees. 
That was Paul Thorne, live on Beale Street Caravan. Special thanks to our community partners at the Levitt Shell in Memphis, Tennessee for helping us put together this amazing show and to all the local music fans that came out to show their love and support. To find out more about Paul Thorne, it's easy. Go to paulthorne.com. Be sure to check out his tour dates. He may be coming to a venue near you soon. Special thanks to our supporters, AutoZone, the Memphis Convention and Visitors Bureau, Arts Memphis, Tennessee Arts Commission, Tennessee Tourism, and Bridging the Blues for their support in making Bill Street Caravan possible. We like to remind our listeners to please show your support for public broadcasting. You won't find programming like this anywhere else. You can find Bill Street Caravan on all the social media outlets. Follow us there. We've always got special features and additional content that we think you'll enjoy. Go to our website at BillStreetCaravan.com and sign up for our monthly newsletter to find out where the caravan is going to be next. And you can always keep up with Bill Street Caravan via our podcast that's available anywhere podcasts can be found. We'll be back next week, so see you then. I'm Pat Mitchell-Worley. And I'm Kevin Cubbins. And you've been listening to the Sounds of Memphis on Bill Street Caravan. Bill Street Caravan.